I spent, no joke, like 45 minutes last night trying to work out how to use the um, automated timer on our thermostat. Like, solid 45 minutes. Oh, for your boiler, you mean? Yeah, like 45 minutes with the manual trying to figure out how to get what is the is it one of the ones with the little slidey thing or is it no it's a digital one oh right you're trying to set, oh i was okay. trying to set up so that it comes on in the morning and then comes on at night that was all i was trying to do oh, like two sets of on off and that was it and it still didn't fucking work and i have <laughs> never felt like more of a more of a traitor to my generation than that than right then or like I could... not being able to work out yeah there are two things the other thing was there so there's since we're renting, like the two, the only two pseudo DIY style things I've ever had to do in this place. One is set the thermostat, which I failed at miserably, and the yeah. second one is repressurizing a boiler after it's lost pressure, which is a thing that you can do and have to do every now and then. And yeah. both times I learned how to do it from a very kindly Yorkshireman on YouTube. <laughs> Which I think makes up for some of that, that I learned how to do a thing on YouTube, but the fact that I didn't know how to do the thing says a lot. This is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 20th of November 2018. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And considering this is the first time we've had to properly switch on heating in the house, it's officially winter, and we now have even less reason to go outside than we did before. I mean, which is great. When you, live, when, you, when you live in a tenement flat, it's kind of, you turn on heating quite a lot. Because yeah, it but has like very poor heat control. But this is this is worse. This is like I mean I understand we have like single glazed ancient windows as well that cost more than I will ever make ever. But you know yeah um yeah properly. But I had to I had to set timer, and that that's the point where you're like ah actually you know what it was I ordered a Christmas tree at the weekend. That's what happened. You ordered a Christmas tree. I ordered a Christmas tree delivery for start of December. Why? I... Because we got people that deliver christmas trees now apparently okay it's a thing sure um but it was great because it's the since coming back from holiday like this is the first weekend that we've had where it's like nothing happening like absolutely nothing happening so i basically didn't move for 40 hours it was kind of great it was great it's exactly what i wanted um i mean you were you were sedentary as well you were just drinking watching wrestling which i'd like to I, think, yeah i like to think that some of the exercise kind of bleeds out from that you're surprisingly active when you watch wrestling, especially when it's bad wrestling because you're busy like shouting you, at people. But are you too busy throwing each other through tables out of sheer boredom? Yeah, just like not just shouting at everything, just getting because you're you're like you're half pissed and you know it's bad, so you just shout at it and it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate great. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but yes. No, wrestling is great when you watch the good stuff. But then, oh right, yeah, yeah. it's the bad. It's stuff. also great when you, it's also great when you watch the bad stuff, but you're also drunk. That's also pretty good. I'm sure it helps. Uh, I can't. I can't think of a lot of any kind of entertainment that's like this is terrible, but we should continue to to do this. I mean, we played the Quiet Man over the like oh, couple of weeks. That was yeah. Yeah, I had a really. I had a moment where I remembered we played that and genuinely got sad. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I remember yeah. we sat and did that for three hours and three and a half hours, and I was like, and then oh, you the- said, "I want to do that for another three hours." Is- yeah, that that died off pretty quick after you. Yeah, was like, oh. I bet because I did sit down like the day after, and I was like, I should just see how this resolves itself, and then started. I, I, like I started up my PC and I sat down in front of Steve. And was like, I should see how this finishes off. And then got so sad and switched my PC off and went and read a book. Like it was that kind of quiet man made me go read a book. That's how bad that game is. It was terrible. Ugh. Coming to the site soon. But video games that were actually decent that we played. Did you? I mean, what, do we not want to talk about the fact that we played the quiet man? Is yeah, not- but I kind of want to save it for the when the videos go up. We played the okay, quiet man sure. in one sitting. It was not good. But anyone who anyone who pays attention to video games probably knows that the Quiet Man is not good. This is yeah. a level of not good that I even I was taken aback by. I think. Yeah, this was just properly bad from like nearly every angle. It, it was, was like weird. It was aggressively poor. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll save we'll save proper discussion of it, I guess, yeah. until after the video. But, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm putting that together at the minute, and I'm cutting through it. It's going like, man, yeah. Do you remember that bit when? Remember all these bits? You'll see it over the course of the video when we started, like <sighs> me slowly sliding down my chair, just yeah. out of both boredom uh-huh. and just sheer shock. Like at it's what weird I'm when you in front of me. It's weird when you watch the video, like fast as you're scrolling through it and you're like yeah you're like you just progressively get lower and lower in your seat and i just curl up into a ball at one point yeah like, it's just ooh, that thing was terrible yeah i'm glad it exists because are you why yeah, because it doesn't do anything because we don't get situations like that in video games enough where you're like this is a this is a cultural moment where we can all get together and go what the fuck is this okay sure yeah it's a it, moment in history i'll yeah, give you that it is the equivalent of like Man, I can't even think. It feels like it feels like a it feels like a Big Brother final where you're like, this doesn't mean anything. This is actively harmful to my health to watch this. But yeah. man, I'm glad we saw it, and uh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm glad, about... I'm, I'm glad I did it. I like being informed about things like this. Exactly. Is... I needed to know. Yeah, and we now know. It's the, same, it's the same reason that I had when i went to go see batman v superman in the cinema and people were like this movie's terrible i'm like okay people have told me enough that this movie is terrible i need to see why yep and yeah sure enough it's terrible but yeah it's same exact same idea too many people for too long were saying this thing's aggressively bad that i just had to see it the quiet man is the batman versus superman of video games like that yes okay yeah sure Sure, if you Although, want to put that. that ca- that's not fair because I know there are some people who will defend Batman v Superman, and I think those, those people, people are, are idiots. I know. Those people are morons. But I haven't heard anyone defend Batman versus Superman ever. So, you mean Quiet Man? Sorry, Quiet Man, yes. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone yeah, defend yeah, that game. There is, nothing, there is nothing defensible about the Quiet Man. Is. <sighs> yeah, you can look forward to that over the Christmas yeah. period, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more at Game of the Year stuff. Probably. Be, probably. Yeah. Best moment. Oh god! There's <laughs> like six or seven that you yeah, can fight. Kind of. of yes. There's a couple. Oh, is, it, anyway. is, it the, is it the is it the first time you fight those three guys, or the second time you fight those three guys? It was like the fourth the time, time you fight those three guys. The fourth time yeah. was the real good one um, when it's that same dude. Um, we should talk about good video games so that we're yeah, not just depressed. Sure. Um, so, a couple of small things. Uh, the uh, Killer Seven remake remaster came out. Yeah, and I played that for mm. like four hours, 
Um, that game is aggressively weird. Like, yeah. in a way that I, even having played Suda 51 games before, like, that's weird in a whole no, other that, Yeah, that game is definitely the weirdest Suda game that you could probably get as it's, Killer7. Yeah. It's bizarre. It doesn't control, like, any other video game. And no, it's an on it's an on rails first person shooter. It's very strange. It's, it's basically a light gun game, but kind of yeah. But with, but with like puzzles and multiple branching pathways and like zero, ninety characters, seven zero characters, zero explanation about anything. Yeah, they don't explain anything. Um, and, yeah. But man, has it got style? Like you want to yeah, talk about a lot of style in that game. It's weird because it feels like it's like four games worth of visual design all crammed into one thing. That like four separate games were designed there and they just put them all into one. And it was like, yeah, sure, we'll just do like text art here and then like various part- weird particle effects and also cell shading. And yeah. um, it shouldn't work, but it kind of. I, I need to see where that game goes. It seems like a thing that's just utterly, it, I, utterly bizarre. I warn you ahead of time that it gets pretty difficult. Like. Oh, I mean, um, it's already more difficult than I feel like it should be, but I'm yeah. already further than when I played it originally more, on the GameCube. Yeah, so there's a lot of it just doesn't make sense. It's yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, so there's that, and also uh, I played a VR game that I'd heard things about, and also it was a free weekend when I when um when it was up. It's called From Other Suns, mm-hmm. and it is it was pitched in the video and some stuff I read that was, hey, what if FTL was a VR shooter? Um, and that sounded all right to me. And you basically, you're, the, the story goes that it's, um, you are trialing the first jump drive that human humankind has ever made. You successfully make the jump out into the distance far reaches of space. And then you now need to make your way back to Earth. But in doing the jump... You have uh, set off a bunch of, or, or a bunch of aliens have been tr- now tracking you because you now have jump technology and are now chasing you back to Earth. So you need to get back to Earth while dealing with them. Like it's basically so it's kind of F- F- FTL kind yes. of. But also right. you have like a star map that you're basically jumping between planets and stations. Uh, some of the stations will be marketplaces where you can buy and sell stuff, and then some of the stations you will appear and be like, "Hey, we've got pirates. Can you come to help?" That and at that point you can then uh, teleport to the ship and like deal with whatever the mission is and all this kind of stuff. Um, but you have like total free reign of your ship, so you can wander in your ship and if something gets damaged, you have to grab the repair tool and like properly repair it and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and like the transport between like your ship and their ship is seamless. Um, so it's it's it was a cool thing, but holy shit, did it make me motion sick? Like not like any VR game I think I've played where it is... You have two movement options, right? You have comfort mode and you have direct mode or whatever they call it. Comfort mode is a thing that I've seen in a couple of VR games that I've never ever liked where you move with the left stick, but when you move the stick, like, you're... Like, a third-person view of your... You, the ca- you as the player, as the camera, stay where you are, and your character runs off in the direction that the stick's moving. And then when you let go of the stick, you warp to where the the character is. Oh, is that? Yeah, that seems really disjointed when I saw it. It is impossible to do minor movements. So, like when you when you when you control your ship, for instance, or like fly somewhere or do like a ship ship combat thing, you have to get up to the console, 
so you can physically hit buttons and things like that. And when you're do- doing the the kind of comfort control, you kind of get up there and then realize you're not far enough, and then you nudge it a little bit, and the character just appears, and then you're too close, and they have to. It's a nightmare. So it's like, okay, I have to do direct mode, which is you just move about with the stick, and that made me sick in a way I haven't been sick in VR in a long time, and I couldn't play it for very long. I kind of enjoyed what it was doing. Like, there was a couple of missions that were like, hey, we've got pirates, you need to take the pirates out. Or like, hey, they're trying to escape with these plans, so you need to chase down the plans. Or like, um, there's the robots in this factory have gone haywire, so you need to find the firmware for the robots. Right. and put it, find like, the firmware. Yeah, it's on a disc. It's on, like, what looks like a floppy disk. It's kind of funny. Oh, okay, sure. Um, but... Um, yeah, so, so it's going to be like nebulous firmware just floating around. Just floating. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I did that for a little bit. I had to keep taking breaks because it kept making me like really, really ill. And then there was a particular moment I was like, oh, I don't understand how this particular system works. I, um, and meanwhile, you're like buying upgrades to your ship and you're getting more crew members who are walking around your ship and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I went to go Google like how a particular system works in that game and came across a YouTube video where like just randomly aliens will just ransack your ship and run directly at you and they look like fucking oh. HQ Gagger aliens and I went fuck this oh. shit and immediately deleted it because um, sure. I am not dealing with that without any warning because that seems yeah. that is that's my limit with VR as I've talked about on here before um, so that was short lived but that was kind of okay um, and then the big thing for me was Hitman 2 came out and yeah. I've been playing a lot of that um, I have done I think I've Two full missions left, two full levels left to go. Um, like actual locations? Like actual locations. And all, all I'm doing at the minute is just doing like the mission stories, which are like the guided kills, basically, just to see the levels and, and see what you can do. And then I'll go back and actually sure. do the specific yeah. challenges. Um, that game is for sure more Hitman. It is more of the 2016 Hitman. Just yeah. better, really, I think. Um, I was kind of worried actually because like so the first level is the the Miami racetrack level that has been done in a bunch of previews and all this kind of stuff, um, which is very unique and very very cool. And there's a lot in there that yeah, I, the, the the when I'm hearing people talking about it, they're talking about like distinct zones that are doing very different things, which sounds very yeah, interesting. That's, it feels like it's two levels that they kind of join together. In really yeah. really cool ways. Like they, talk, they talk about like the race itself, but then there's like a military exhibition and a science show. Yeah, and, they like, set it up where it's like there's this guy who runs a like a military technology firm or like a technology firm, but he's selling to the military, um, and he's having an expo of all like their latest robotics and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, his daughter is a race car driver, and they're doing a race at the same time as the expo is going on, and you need to kill both of them because they're both. I can't remember. There's reasons anyway. Um, so yeah, so it feels like there's two two very distinct things going on that need two very different approaches. Um, yeah, and so there was that level which was really, really cool, and then the second level is Columbia, which is and it feels so. Columbia feels a lot like Sapienza from the first game, which was like it's a village, but there's also a big mansion, and there are literally tunnels underneath the mansion doing shady shit. Like, it's right. the same kind of idea, um, but there are some really interesting characters in there and some really interesting kills. And then, sure. the, level, then the level after that is uh, Mumbai, which feels a lot like Morocco, actually, which is like, here's a big fucking city with a lot of people in it, like, go nuts. Yeah. Um, but then, 
so they they felt familiar but they're different enough and there's some enough weird shit in there where you, it actually works pretty well like the mumbai level to get the kills that i needed in there and get out again was like an hour and 15 like i spent a solid hour in that level just getting it right basically um and then so the, is it so it's it's just like I get that it's more of the same because they put all of Hitman One in it, so yes. it has to be very similar. If you, but there's like minor yeah. differences, right? Yeah, there's there's a couple of minor differences, like some gameplay stuff where like you can now get, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, um, you can now get a briefcase, so if you need to carry. It. So the problem with the first one it was like a bunch of the challenges were sniper kills. So like it was like yeah. take, take this guy out from this distance or in this position with the sniper rifle. But the problem was you couldn't the sniper rifle just strapped to your back, so you couldn't like walk through. Ah, yeah, the 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 briefcase thing was like a really old Hitman thing. Like they had that in mm. like Hitman two or three or something. Yeah. Like it so was. So they've brought the briefcase back, and you can put anything in it now that can basically oh, anything. Smuggle, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's basically you can basically smuggle anything through security if you need to. You can smuggle maybe, a big old gun. Kind of. Yeah. So you're gonna pack the sniper rifle in there and get to the places. So consequently, there are more challenges now, which are like do this really bizarre sniper kill. Um, which is cool. I haven't messed around with that stuff yet really um yeah i'll get there but um yeah it's it's more of that like it i'm playing it on pc now for the first time and it runs exceptionally well um it's there, there's a couple of mechanical differences that caught me out a couple of times like mirrors work now in the way that they should yes yeah, yeah. which completely and blows. like people can like see you in mirrors and yeah. stuff like and it, it, yeah. it's caught me out a couple of times where i just <laughs> so there's a scene in mumbai where one of the kills is you have to dress up as a as a barber and, and pretend you're pretend you're a barber and then get this guy in for a shave and slit his throat. And right. um, I found the barber's house and it was it was him and his wife in this house and his wife goes down to the bottom floor and says like oh great I can just sneak in here get him and I parted like the beaded curtain and slowly was creeping up on him and um, didn't realize he was standing in front of. The, his wardrobe mirror and just saw me coming and went who the fuck are you and i just panicked and threw a knife at his face but that kind of panic yeah. is what that game is about that's yeah that's the essence of hetman is yeah. going oh shit and then overhanding a fire extinguisher at someone's head exactly like, the, and it's yeah. even even though like um i can't remember i think it was the level for that whatever it was but i was just like as i was just scoping the area i was just grabbing everything throwable like throughout the whole level yeah, yeah. i had like three wrenches how, is, how are the overhand throws in this one i haven't like, done a lot of two-handed throws i've done a lot of like single item throws so far i think yeah. I, I think i hurled a propane tank at one dude at one point that was fun um <laughs> but like i was Did just you see that video that was going around of the the magic homing briefcase i can't wait for to be able to do that because it moves like for people i haven't seen like the briefcase that you can carry stuff in you can also just hurl two-handed at people to yeah, yeah. Out. and Every video I've seen of that briefcase, the briefcase flies so slowly at yeah. people, like it, and it just homes in on them as they're running away. There's a video. There's a video online of someone. Uh, he targets them and throws it, but the guy like runs away really quickly and starts running up some stairs. So the briefcase just slowly chases him. It's great. across this like kind of busy best vestibule. It's really weird. It's like yeah, it's, it's, funny. it's almost like Hitchcock style. Like this, this, yeah, this yeah. briefcase is chasing you down. Um. But, uh, what was I saying? Um, there was something specific. I can't even remember now. But, um, yeah, so there's the, it's it, it's more of that, basically. Uh, but the, the situations that you end up in are 
are really, really good. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, there was a particular situation when I was in Mumbai, I think, where I was just scoping the place out, just grabbing everything throwable. So I had, like, at one point, I had, like, three wrenches and a coconut and a ham- two hammers. I just had all this throwable shit on me, and I backed myself into a horrible situation where somebody saw me commit some crime or hit a button I wasn't supposed to or anything like that. And these, sure. four, these four dudes ran at me, and I was just fucking hurling wrenches at everything <laughs> I could possibly see. Um, so it's, just, yeah... Hitman yeah. 1847 does have very deep pockets, so he just seems to just keep pulling stuff I had out. So much shit. Hands. I had yeah. so much shit. There was a great moment as well where um, there's more frisking in this game than there was in the previous one, where there are some areas where even if you're under skies, like the guards will say, like, hey, we need to pat you down to make sure you're not carrying anything illegal. Right. <laughs> like, I, and the, 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 one of the things that's definitely true about the sequel is that they're much better about um, displaying the results of your actions. So like every so depending on what costume you have, every item in your inventory that will be detected during a frisk will show up as yellow. Okay, sure. And like items that you're not legally supposed to have will show up as red. So I got up to this thing, I was like, hey, we're going to frisk you. And it's this really comic thing of like they'll go up and say, hey, we need to frisk you and you have to press A to submit to the frisk. And every single time I've gone up went, ah, give me a minute and I'll run into a yeah. bush and just drop all this shit. And like I'll drop like an assault rifle, drop and all these pistol, knives, and a knife, yeah. and a knife, and all this good stuff. But I'll still walk into this place with like four bricks. Yeah, and I'm like, and they're fine with that. Fine frisky, bricks are alright. You cannot, cannot this take bald guy in a suit. Just that ah, brick, whatever. That's fine. There's, there's a, there's a scene. There was a, there was a particular one I was doing where you have to be a. There's a, there's a kill where you have to dress up as a tailor in Mumbai. Um, and the tailor is well known, or it seems like he's well known in this community, right? Sure. And you have yeah. to take, you have to knock him out and steal his steal his clothes. And it's not like, and you have to go and interact with the rest of the community in order to be able to get to the position where you can make the kill. And the, the community is just like, uh, "Sup, Steve? Like, how you doing? Like, I clearly don't look like this guy. Like, no way do I look like this this it's, tailor yeah. from Mumbai. Um, and I sure shit don't sound like him. Um, but yeah, they just they just go for it, and I it's it plays really well with this like deathly serious story that's happening, on top of the fact that you're just straight up killing people. Yeah, and then they, on top they, they they have lent they have lent more into the crazy shit that people were doing in yeah. Hitman One. They they have much better. They have really good setups for like oh you could do some real dumb shit in this, and there's more situations in this where you're looking through the the assassin challenges. You're like, how the fuck am I supposed to kill this guy with this boat? Like, how is that yeah. even supposed to happen? And then you find the boat and you look around and you're like, okay, if I get him to do this specific thing and then go and do... Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, the mission I'm on at the minute, which is the one in... Uh, it's in uh, Virginia, I think. Like, it's in the US. Is a... Once you see what the mission is, it's a fantastic setup for a mission that... right. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you off air so don't spoil it for people. But it's sure. it's a really really good setup. And you're like okay, this is and again it sets up a bunch of really cool, cool potential setups for kills. Um, yeah, I need to. Uh, I'm gonna finish that off. Um, I need to see. Apparently, that last level is something else. I hear a lot of talk about the last level being, yeah, being thing, very good. Yeah, I need to, I need to see where they go with that. Um, yeah, Hitman Two is pretty good. Um, yeah, and also like, I, I expected it would be. Yeah, and also the legacy stuff is is live as well. So if you own the PC version of Hitman One, you get all the Hitman One levels 
plus one. Does it not apply for the console as well? Oh yeah, sorry, it does. Yes, I'm just, I'm yeah. playing on PC because I had to. I got the the original one for cheap, so I just picked it up. Yeah. Um. So if you own the previous one, you get all the levels in the first game and from the first game in two, and also um, if you, but if you don't have them, it's fifteen quid I think for that, which is like fifteen quid for that first game, which was great that's, already. Yeah, that's good. Um, and the first list of target kicks in the day you're listening to this i think which is sean bean is the first elusive target which is just every part of that is great where he is he's called the undying he is an assassin that gets away with killing people because he keeps faking his own death it's it's so it's so good it's so so good it's it's a it's a great little thing that people are doing uh, he's doing for them it's such a meta it's very smart yeah yeah it's great um yeah, so that was Hitman 2. I'm enjoying that. I will be continuing on with that. Um, and, like, the usual stuff. Um, yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I've not done too much. So I've played I played the new event in Monster Hunter where you have to fight a whole bunch of things to get a specific currency to then look like Dante. So that's pretty good. Oh, like um, like like DMC Dante or like no, like Dante? original Devil May Cry white hair, red okay. coat Dante. Um, because that's the one that everybody likes. So I, that's the one that you get. Fine, yeah, sure. No, I mean like character wise, it's the one everybody. Okay, likes. fair enough. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's you fight four big monsters while the Devil May Cry music plays. Oh, that's really? It's good. got the music and stuff. That's yeah, okay. it's pretty, that's pretty great. Good. That's so now you can, I can run around and hunt monsters while my cat looks like Mega Man and I look like Dante. It's pretty, it's great. This is kind of becoming like Capcom All Stars, really. Like there's been kind of every... yeah, they're doing a lot of like weird crossover shit. The only one that's left now is the Street Fighter one and the Final Fantasy one. I think. Have they done anything with Resident Evil yet? No, I don't think so. That would be from what I remember. It's that would be a good one as well. Yeah, just like a zombie. But we're getting whatever they're called. We're getting a we're getting a new monster at the end of the month, and then I assume after that it's going to be a another crossover thing. So it's either going to be the Final Fantasy thing or the Street Fighter thing, whatever's right. next. Sure. Um, and uh, so the other the other thing I did was um, so the they Blizzard Blizzard got me, and they. So they made the they made Destiny free. Oh when... god, are we going to talk about Destiny for fuck? No, sake? I'm not. How I'm not going gonna... to talk about Destiny. I'm kidding. Oh, I'll talk about very, Destiny as much. Very as you limited want. talking about Destiny. <laughs> I will talk about Destiny they as got, much as you want. Don't worry. <laughs> they they got they got ba- they got base Destiny free for free at the time, and I was like, that's great, but you can't really play it because you need fucking Forsaken to actually play that game, and that's still like forty quid. I don't really care. I'll take the free Destiny thing. And then a week after it, they said, oh, by the way, Forsaken's 25% off. And I was like, right, well, okay, sure, fine. I guess. Yep. Fine. I'll give you 25 quid and I'll play Forsaken. So I did. And I've now played all of Forsaken and I'm now in the like the bit after Forsaken and Destiny 2 where it's all just like grind for gear and go to... I've still not been to the... What's like the Dreaming City? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. You have to go but... to that as part of the end of Forsaken. Do you not? No. <laughs> the watchtower is in the dreaming city the end of oh game. right well yeah that's the final sequence is in it yeah but yeah, I thought okay. you like go, you go back to it don't you oh like, yeah you can stuff. you can go back yeah. and yeah there's stuff there okay so yeah I've not done that bit but yeah okay. I'm now just like farming for light for like no particular nebulous reason because it's not doing like I'm going to do anything but doing the specific weapon quests and stuff yeah yeah I, I, that's that's one of the things I've been doing that I think is actually pretty cool because they give you the 
the Destiny thing of you have a nebulous item with a name and very vague instructions of what to do with it. Yep. So you just have to go and figure it out, which is pretty fun. Yep. Um, and I, feel- I have to go and kill. I have to go kill a bunch of Taken, and it seems really slow. Yep. Like really slow. Um, what, what is this for? To stay curiosity. There's like a the, what's her fucking face? Petra gave me a amulet or something. And I had to, and I gave it to Spider, and then Spider said, "Go to these lost sectors." And I went to the lost sector. Oh yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Now go kill Taken. Yep. Um, but like, I went on a, I did one of the heroic dailies, and mm. it was a Taken one, and I cleared that entire thing and got like three percent. And I was like, that seems very slow. It's got to be but... more specific than that because I've done the thing that you're talking about, and it was definitely quicker than that. There must be something okay, specific sure. about it that you've missed. Maybe, maybe I have to go to a specific place or something. Yeah, I don't check know, the check but, the um, description again. I mean, they tell you to go to a specific place, but the way it's worded just makes it sound like kill taken. So, uh, no, huh. it's whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so did that. Um, I also have Cade's thing, which I'm slowly working on. Uh, I'm trying to think what the new stuff was. Did you get Thunderlord? So, the what? The Thunderlord, the machine gun from the first game. The th- Oh, the like the SMG thing. No, the heavy machine gun. The only heavy machine yeah, gun. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I, I didn't realize that was a thing that you could get easily. I didn't realize you that need was a... to go and talk to uh, the ship master on in the tower. Hopefully, she's. Oh, still... is that the, is that is that the the what's it called the lost cryptarch yes. thing? Yes. Oh, okay. You should do that. So I mean, I've I've I, like I I don't understand the like requirements for doing it. So I have the thing, and I found like two pages, but I don't understand how you get pages. It's... They drop from. Uh, I, there's a specific way of doing it. I'll need to remember, but yeah, you should get that thing. It's probably the best gun in the game at the minute. So, okay, sure, it's well worth getting. Um, okay, yeah, fine. Um, um, I feel kind of bad, like because a bunch of people I know got in on the. There seems to have been two stages recently where one a bunch of people got it for the humble monthly when it was free for yeah, the humble yeah. monthly thing and then a bunch of people have got in when the base home was free and then a, most of them have then gone fine and picked up forsaken and gone through and i feel yeah. really really bad because my mate and um, peter he is a recovering mmo person um, yeah he was a big time wow and eve player wasn't yeah, he? yeah and he's been yeah. off the, he's been off the mmo wagon in a while and then he picked up destiny and he knew i played a bunch and was asking me some questions and then like over the last week and a couple of weeks, he's been like, "Yeah, so I'm 50 and I need to go do Forsaken, and all of my dailies are there, and I need to go in and do my dailies, and then like I get up early enough so I can do it, and then it, it's just, it's getting bad, and I feel like yeah, pulling him out. <laughs> like, yeah, you can see the. It's, it's, see- he he he's probably done the same thing that I have done, which is played it and seen the MMO behind it and been like, oh, oh yeah. I understand what all this is. I'm oh like- yeah, yeah, like I was, I was, I was." Um, Doing strikes with them. He has equated. He has equated. He's equated light level to eye level, and has yeah. done the. Yeah, there was a bunch of like he was. We were having long discussions in work about the ability, like how you pull aggro in that game and that kind of stuff. Like all of the, all of those skills are directly applicable, applicable, or at least named. Um, I mean, aggro, aggro is a much more nebulous concept in this game than it is in any other MMO. But I mean, what? yeah, oh yes, for sure. That that was the question. Is like, how do you how do you kite mobs around and all that kind of stuff? It's like, well, you kind of don't. You just deal yeah. with it for then. Um, like, yeah, he's again, he's thinking at it from an MMO perspective, exactly. where there is where there are like threat tables and aggro and all yes. these things that you have to worry about. But there isn't in this game. 
I feel kind of bad it's, that I've gotten back in now, and I'm like, ah, shit. just tell them, tell them that every fight is just a damage check. Like that's all it is. I mean, There's yes, no mechanics. Well, there are mechanics, but every fight's a damage check. Like it's not. You'll have to worry about there aren't like tanking specific fights or healing no, specific no, no, no. fights. It's all I, just damage I, checks. I got worried when uh, I did some stuff with him at the weekend, and he told me that he'd already got to fifty and hadn't done Forsaken yet. And I was like, oh, oh wow, that's, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Like I, I just got to Forsaken like two hours ago or something like that. That was yep. Oh yeah, fair enough. That was impressive. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's so yeah. The game, the game's still good. It's still Destiny. Um, Gambit's fun. I really did enjoy Gambit. Like, yeah, I played, should... that. I played that for the first time today, and that was good fun. Yeah, we should do some Gambit actually, or wait till we, well, we need to. I know yeah. we need to as part of the thing. Um, but um, I think I think the next like referrer friend thing we need to do is like dailies or not dailies. Um, public events. Public events, yeah, which is easy enough to do. That'll take like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you can turn them out pretty quick, and then it's do three gambit matches, or actually no, it's three crucible matches first, and then three gambit matches. God, yeah, that's. Oh no, I think crucible, crucible still sucks in that game, and I think? really, yeah, because like the, the the mechanics of the shooting are fine, but when you implement like. I know the guns don't scale anymore, like they fixed the level advantage thing or whatever. But like, well, it's now part of a separate event. But yeah, it's now yeah, it's now what is Iron Banner or whatever yeah. is uh, level specific. But yeah. yeah, like when you play, but you still play quick match, and it's still just like there are like three gun types that are really good in this mode, and the rest are all kind of shitty. And well, I th- like, I, th- I think that might actually change. Like, if you play a bunch, because I was I was playing at the weekend and. I definitely saw the most variety of weapons I've seen in that game in a long time. Um, where like I got, and I'm I'm judging that because I get killed by basically every type of weapon in the game at that point. Sure. Where like yeah. I was getting bored. I was getting. I was the only person in my team with a shotgun, which is unheard of for Destiny Crucible. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was very strange, but um, I, I I I have seen like three types of weapon, and that's about it. Yeah. Because like I'm I'm going into it to do daily, so I just have fucking whatever ramshackle purples I've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then. You go in and everybody's got the same hand cannon or that one submachine gun or yep. like it's like it's that again and I'm like oh great this is fun uh, and then it's just like it's very it's very win more like it's, it's the same thing I found when I played Destiny two initially back in the base lane which is like the people that are ahead typically stay ahead and because there aren't mechanic there aren't really mechanics in that game for comeback at all because when you get far enough ahead you get your supers first which pushes you further ahead and doesn't really give the other team an opportunity to like fight that in any way other than yeah them miraculously just sort of getting better which never happens so it's typically like whoever gets an early advantage typically wins which i don't really like there's I'll, no i'll say that's probably battle that's, that's better in gambit because there are there are different mechanics you can do to offset different totally. things and i'll say i agree with you. that's Bullshit, I, I agree with you in terms of control matches. Like once whoever gets the early advantage in control matches, normally ninety percent of the time win. I've played a bunch of the, the actual just straight up deathmatch at that point, and uh, yeah. recently that seems to have gotten better. And it definitely feels like they've because they made a couple of specific tweaks where the um, if you kill someone, they'll drop special ammo, which is handy, which is better than it used to be. Which means you don't just get like two shots with a shotgun and that's it. You get to actually fight back, and they've they've reduce the amount of uh, spawn time for heavy stuff so you do feel like you're actually you still have a chance more often i i feel than i did back when i when base sure base two launched yeah. but control matches are still very much like 
yeah, if you get an early lead, you're basically unstoppable at that point. Yeah. And, and a lot I, of it is, like, the times I just feel it, like I, it's just... It's a lot of it. A lot of the problem I have is based around, like, them being the same three guns and over and over again is whatever, because it's like, oh, it's a competitive game. There's going to be a meta. That's fine. Yeah. But I, the, the, the crux of it comes down to, like, super gain. Mm-hmm. And, like, when... Even, like, I... I agree with you, like, control matches are terrible for, like, just, you're ahead Steam and you rolling. stay ahead. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the combat and death matches are better, but it is still just, like, the team that gets a lot of kills get their super first that then get them, allow them to get a lot more kills, so they spring this lead, like, a lot further, a lot quicker, I, and it is just, there seem, there, I, I still feel like there needs to be a way for the back half to catch up, other than to we'll pick them off one at a time and then maybe get some supers eventually, as opposed to them that have steamrolled it, gotten their supers and then steamrolled it more. Like that's... I will say most of the time that I've been rolled in control matches and deathmatch matches actually is when like when the game ends and you see that everyone's member of a member of the same clan and are quite clearly talking to each other. Like if you can play as a team in that game, you do immediately much better. Because especially since you can share super or not share, but like feed each other's super a lot yeah, you easier. you chain them to get yeah. the light, yeah. And that makes a world of difference, like, and that's the few comebacks I've seen um, have been from a team just getting a successful chain of supers or saving it for just the right minute and just, like, really, really putting the hammer down. Um, but yeah, it has problems, but, like, I'm I'm also not taking Crucible particularly seriously. Like, I'm doing the daily yeah. and that's it. it I'm, definitely, just, I'm I, definitely much I, more into Gambit, for sure. Yes, I am. I am. I play a crucible match to get the daily benefit. But if I was going to spend a lot more time doing PvP stuff, I would be playing Gambit because that just seems a lot more fun. Totally. Um, I'm fascinated to see what their goddamn storyline is for how Gambit works. Yeah, because me too. right now it is literally just some shady guy has turned up and has made you start fighting each other. Like that is. Yeah, I think that's. And he's the... got like weird dog tags and like I don't. Yeah, I think that's the spring expansion. Is that one because the the winter the December expansion is um, Black Armory, so it's something very specific that they're going to do in terms of um, I, I don't actually know, but the designs I've seen of stuff that's there look pretty cool. But I think sure. there is there is a specific expansion that deals with him, and I think it's the spring expansion. So right. we'll, we'll, whoever the fuck he is, I can't remember his um, name off the top of my head now. But yeah, but yeah, like the the thing that the the thing that I've come away from is that forsaken and the changes that they've made has has made it so that they've, they've kind of fixed the problem that was an in initial base destiny 2 which was like you get to a point where it's literally just you well it's still kind of like this where you like you log in you do the dailies to get the engrams and then that's it unless you're going to go and do the raid or whatever but you need to do that in order to get the gear to the raid level sure but there are a lot more things you can do in yeah. forsaken to help that that eye level game, yeah. which is something that was a real problem in Base Destiny Two because there was not a lot to do. Totally, um, like because if if you do if you go around and do some do even just doing the dailies and maybe like a few of the bounties, a couple. Yeah, of, that's what I was because you've got you've got like dailies to help with your powerful gear. You've got bounties now. You can do gambit. There's a bunch of like the heroic adventures that also give you like powerful gear. Like it's meanwhile there, there are more things yeah. Meanwhile, you're you're bumping points into your whatever your current weapon quest is, and there's some side yeah. stuff that or you're yeah. going around and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
yeah, there's definitely more stuff there, and it's just like, yeah, like it's it's still never going to be the game for me that like, like I can never see it turning into like the stories I've heard of like WoW players and stuff like that, where it's like this is the game I play, like this is never going to be my Dota, and it's like I like I'll put I'll put an hour into it once every couple of days, and that'll be fine with that. Um, yeah, like that's that's in in MMO circumstances, like when you get to a specific point, it is usually just. You'd log in, you do your dailies, and you log out. That's yeah. kind of it. Unless even, it's like Wednesday or Sunday and you've got a raid to do, that's kind of how it works. And especially if, like, with their, their update schedule so far, um, there's always something new there. So, like, even with the even this year with the Festival of the Lost, the Halloween thing, like, yeah. they, they rolled it out. Like, rather than just being like, okay, on this date, the festival starts and here's all the stuff. Like, they rolled it out over a couple of weeks where it was like, okay, the first week is, like, the the memories missions like the old story missions and then like the crypt art quest appeared and then the the specific gun quest appeared like they, they rolled it out slower which feels like the opposite of what they should do with that game but actually it means you come back and you always have something fresh yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than you bombing through in that first week and then going well okay everything glows purple now so that's about it um yeah they're, they're, everybody's so- everybody's still really sad in the tower no like I went and I, I went and I shot that edgy boy in the face. Yeah, and then Spoilers. everybody's still really sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Destiny expansion. Oh, yeah, Who exactly. fucking cares? Like, um, yeah, and then but everybody's still really sad, and the music's still really sad in the tower. I get that, like it's a major character that's died and everything, but yeah. like it's just it's a weird environment to go it back is, to the tower now. It is strange, and I'm I'm wondering if the I can't remember what they called a Christmas event. Um, I'd, there's a word for it. I can't remember. Um, the dawning, dawning is our New Year event. Um, I wonder if that will change stuff. Because I mean, even the even the Crypt Art quest is like, or even sorry, even the start of the Festival of Lost stuff was like, hey, the tower kind of sucks because everyone's really depressed. Let's do something stupid, which gave a really yeah, good yeah. More reason for here's all the paper masks and stuff, um, which are real creepy when you see people running around with them. Like that first week when they all appeared and everyone's just running around with like Crypt Art faces and stuff. It was. I didn't like it, but um, yeah, it's cool. We'll, we'll yeah, see it's, it's a it is it's a cool thing to have to just like jump in and play because like the shooting's still really fun. So it is a it's black armory. Thing. The black armory launches on the thirteenth, I think, of December. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like the, the, sure. the it's in December, and then the next one's like March, I think. Penumbra. But like the, the but the, the the problem is anything that isn't forsaken like has been bad like the people people still don't like Osiris and people barely liked high, like what was it called Warmind was that the other one yeah um, that, that was the problem with so, like with yes Osiris was not great Warmind had some really cool visual stuff in it but the story was not great like it was actively bad I think right but the stuff they added in those expansions was pretty good like I did my first proper like full escalation protocol which was a thing they had in a war mind and i was like yeah this is this is actually kind of cool like this is a good way to this is a good way to spend 20 minutes you know um yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes uh december fun, december 4th like sorry um, december 4th oh, yeah, that's when black armor okay. comes down um always good so i wouldn't mind seeing some new stuff i did some of those gun designs look real nice <laughs> And there's a, there's a. I am I am disappointed by lack of exotic in Forsaken. Like they don't even give you one for finishing it. Like they normally. I remember playing Base Destiny Two and getting exotics every other fucking day. Like it yeah. was. Yeah. 
but I mean, they realised yeah. the problem where, like, especially when I came in playing through both expansions and then Forsaken in one go, like, those early exotics are still sitting in my vault at, like, late 300, which are basically useless. Oh, well, yeah, of course, point. but you can infuse them and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's, it's like, why would you not save the exotics for later? To the point where, like, I got an exotic at a drop during the week, and I was like, that never fucking happens. Um, yeah. And that was a cool moment where I was like, oh, shit. There's, yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, and it turned out to be kind of shitty arms, but still, like, it was... Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah. That's the... Um, yeah, we should jump into break. And I believe yes, okay. you had you have a you have a song and I need to go get a drink because yeah. my throat is not yeah, doing you well. Like dying. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna do the same thing that you did last week and go back to some uh, a soundtrack that we've already played before, but it's a lot more recent because uh Hideki Naganuma actually released his track from the Lethal Lee Blaze soundtrack. Oh and yeah. it's fucking amazing. So we're gonna listen to that instead. Did we um, not so this, do this one? No, we did uh, the Klaus Van Veen song. We did from, Ordinary Days, you're right. Yep. Yes, did ordinary, version two of Ordinary Days because this song hadn't been released yet and I don't think you could buy it. Um, sure. But now he's put it out and you can buy it. Cool. Um, so this is Ain't Nothing Like a Funky Beat from the Lethal League Blaze soundtrack. It's a great name. It's um, a great name. It's a great song. It is. It is. Um, we played some of that when you were up. That game is real fun. Oh fuck, that game's so good. I love that game so much. <clears> yeah. Um, and I was, yeah, I was... I. Yeah, I was better at it than I thought I'd be, considering how much of that game yeah. we've played. But I managed yeah. to get on, so okay. Um, yeah, check the post for links so you can pick that up, and we're back with a little bit of news right after this. Ain't nothing like a phone, baby! was in nothing like a funky beat from the lethal league blaze soundtrack uh i maintain you still go listen to that soundtrack and buy that game because they're both fucking fantastic <laughs> they really are they really are really really like that game a lot it's it, it's 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 kind of replacing nidhogg as the game that i just want to get a bunch of people together and fuck around with oh yeah 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 it's great for just like a casual tournament or like fucking around or whatever it is you yeah. want to do is yeah it's great for that yep especially because um, it's four players so you can get more people in at once so it's, right yeah oh god i bet you'd like fill on four player four at the players same time as... four players madness like four players utter madness like one v one there's like strategy and stuff like that you can do in four v four it's like smash where like four player smash is just like nuts so you just fuck around it's... right that makes sense yeah um, so there's not a lot of news either, but there's a couple of big stories we can to touch on. Um, Parada plant for Smash, that's a big story. Oh yeah, people freaked out about that announcement, yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> Why were they freaking did out? Not, I didn't get that much. Because well, like, half of it is because the Smash base are insane and they're hot for Waluigi and they didn't get Waluigi, but like, the other half is just like... That that's fucking crazy, like because it's an animate piranha plant. Like his run animation is him just like jumping backwards and forwards in his little pot plant, and it's right. It's, it's just it's just a nuts character. Like people just went a bit crazy for it. It's, Fair enough. Okay. 
That announcement trailer got me like I'm probably going to pick Smash up and I'm pretty. I didn't play it again. understand anything that happened in that trailer. Like they kept throwing like capitalized nouns in there about like yeah. what spirits they, they are made, and they made up systems and stuff like that. Yeah, that's barely relevant. That doesn't <sighs> really matter. It's not like a mode that's going to be played. Fair enough. But Incineroar, Incineroar is going to be in it, and that makes me very excited. Wait, where did that, that is... come from? I heard the name getting bandied about. Incineroar, so Incineroar is like a third evolution of a Pokemon okay. at some point. I'd, I'd never seen him before, but he's a giant cat with a wrestling title belt made out of fire, and he's oh, a wrestler. yeah, this thing. So he, like, he has a thing where he, like, he throws people into like ropes appear and he like irish whips people and then like does moves and he can ko people with a lariat and it, it sounds great so i'm very excited to play Fair enough giant wrestling cat it's gonna be great <laughs> wrestling cat wrestling um cat. yeah yeah sorry um, go to real news sorry real news um i'm sorry i'm just gonna write down the phrase wrestling cat that was a good phrase yeah um the Final Fantasy fourteen fans got a bit fucked over. Fifteen fans. So. Yeah, yeah, fifteen. Um, so there was a stream. What was the stream officially for? I have no. I I don't know the context for this. I just know the outcome. I didn't watch. So I know that stream. I know that, I know that they advertised. Hey, we're doing a Final Fantasy stream. About fifteen people should tune in, and then people tuned in, and they said that three of the four pieces of DLC that they were promised are not being made anymore. Yeah, the last three bits, I think. Um, or the last four bits are not being made. So the four pieces of DLC were supposed to be... Did you play 15? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was supposed to Didn't be... Didn't play any of the DLC, but yeah. Right, so the played. DLC was supposed to be called Arden, Ariana, Luna, and Noctis, which I think some are characters in that game. And yeah, so like... the, 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 DLC, the DLC that was out was all like episode prompto or episode gladiolus like right. it's like episodes about those characters so it would have been an episode about luna and about noctis and that kind of that whole game's about noctis so i don't know what that dlc would have been i guess after the game but I don't yeah know. there must be some epilogue or something like that um yeah so arden is the only one that's coming out and it'll be out in march the rest of them have been cancelled completely yeah um they also announced um short form anime which is a prologue for the DLC. They announced a... They already did an anime, though. But this is an anime for the DLC. A prologue for the DLC, specifically. Oh, right. So it's an anime prologue for the DLC. The sure. Sh- the full title is Final Fantasy XV Episode Arden Prologue. All in capital letters. So <laughs> so they had, their, they had their, their, their CG movie that was a prologue to the game. Mm-hmm. And their anime that was like... A- a, an epilogue to the prologue of the game. <laughs> yep. And now they've got an anime that's a prologue to the epilogue. No, to the first epilogue. Or the first missing yeah, chapter. Yeah, the first missing chapter of the fucking... Uh, yep. Square Enix need to calm down. Didn't you? <laughs> um, they're also breaking out the standalone version of the multiplayer into a game called Final Fantasy XV Multiplayer Comrades. Sure, okay. Um, includes new bosses, costumes. What is the multiplayer in that game? I have no idea. Never okay. played it. Um, and there's a collaboration with Final Fantasy XIV Online titled, quote, Adventure from Another World. It's okay. Going be, wait. And it's going to be playable in 15. What? What? Uh, oh, they're taking 14 stuff and putting it in 15. Right, okay. As opposed that to the other sense. way around. Probably. Do you know sure. what it is? Does it tell you? Nope. It's called Adventure okay, from Another World. It's available I'm on December look, 12th. 
I'm gonna look this up. Final Fantasy 14 crossover. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna look this up to see what the fuck. Because that doesn't make any sense as to why. Surely you'd bring 15 stuff into 14, considering 14's a much more popular game. Oh, right. it's what's her face. Okay, sure. I'm just informative. That was basically, great. basically, it's just the, the the typical Final Fantasy thing has happened where a giant crystal has turned up, and then there's also Garuda, and that's it. Like it's. I is this okay, an unpop- sure. is this an unpopular opinion? I always thought all the crystal bullshit from Final Fantasy was always the worst bits. It well, it's kind of it's the most pervasive bit. Yeah, like I know, is, and it feels like they chose the wrong it's the one same, to be pervasive. It's the same, it, that's, yeah, that's like saying that you hate Chocobos. Like, that's the thing that is in all the Final Fantasy games. It's all well, crystals. No, and it's all... But if you, like, why did they not take the world of eight and blast that out into what it would be? But like, there's no crystals and stuff what? in eight. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah. The 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 guardian forces are all in crystals, I think. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that's, a, that's a visual thing. Like, the rest of them have all revolved around, like... Oh yeah, no, yeah. The 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 earlier ones all revolved around like crystals and warriors of light and stuff like that. Yeah, they've taken they've taken the themes and they've expanded on them. Like it's they've done different things with the idea of crystals in Final Fantasy games. Like it is, but it's still it just, a pervasive idea. It just feels like, like materia. Materia is just a crystal. Like that is. It just feels like everything from eleven forward looks exactly the same to me. From eleven forward, basically. Like Wait, 13, 13, 13 was like space eleven. It was just like in you, terms. Of, you don't, I, don't think, I don't think you mean eleven. I do eleven mean, was the MMO. Yes, I do mean that. Where everything what, like really? everything looks like eleven to me. Like it's all that same. Sorry, um, twelve. I meant twelve is what I meant. Right. Okay. Sure. Everything looks like twelve from there on in, and it's just. I mean, sure. Yeah. <sighs> sure. Yeah. But anyway. I, Okay. I don't care enough about it to actually care, but it's just like, yeah. it all visually looks the same to me, whereas something like 8 or 7 would have been much better if they'd blown that out. That's just my Well, opinion. you're getting your Final Fantasy 7 remake. Apparently yeah, it's still like working on it. So. 2022, sure. Um, they said they, there was a quote from the main producer that said they were working very hard on it. So. They said everything is fine. They said it's all fine. Stop saying things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stop talking mean things about us. We're working on it. Um... So that Spyro remake came out. Yeah. Um, Spyro Reignited. It seems pretty good. My wife is very excited to get it for Christmas. Um, and there's a little bit of controversy that, were, that came out when they were asked um, why there's no subtitles. Because there are no subtitles in that game. At all. No subtitles? As no. in on the names of the games? No, no, or... no. As in... Oh, subtitles as in the words people are saying. Right? Yes, okay, yeah. as in for deaf people or people who are hard right. of hearing. Um, and they were asked, um, yeah, so none of the cutscenes have subtitles at all. So they then asked uh, um, Activision and Toys for Bob, who still own that game because Skylanders, there was more. Th- Do you remember there was a Spyro before Skylanders? This is that. Uh, was there? I always yeah. just remember Spyro as a Skylanders. I, so I always thought Toys for Bob licensed it for Skylanders, but apparently Toys for Bob owned the Spyro license. So there Okay, you go. sure. Um, so they were asked, hey, why are there no subtitles in this game? Uh, and they said, quote, When Toys for Bob set out to make an awesome game collection, there were certain decisions that needed to be made throughout the process. The team remained committed to keep the integrity and legacy of Spyro that fans remembered intact. The game was built from right. the ground up using a new agent, new engine for the team. Um, also, that game's in Unreal 4, by the way. Okay, um, sure. 
and was localized in languages that have not been previously attempted by the studio. While there's no industry, while there's no industry standard for subtitles, the studio and Activision care about fans' experience, especially with respect to accessibility for people with different abilities, and will evaluate going forward. So one, that that paragraph means nothing. Yeah. Two, there is no industry standard for subtitles. I saw multiple people say the industry industry standard for subtitles is there's subtitles. <laughs> like that okay, is the industry sure. standard. But is it- is it, like, written down somewhere that you have to have subtitles in your game? Is no, it... but, like, yeah. when was the last time you remember there was a game that you didn't have no, to... No, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not saying it's a thing. I'm saying yeah, that yeah. that's maybe what that sentence meant, is I mean, there's no that... standard to say that we have to have subtitles. So they're not technically wrong, but also there's not yeah. any standard for really much of anything. So sure. that yeah, doesn't yeah. really say much. Um, yeah, that's a bad move. Yeah, it's like, a bad look. Why yeah, would it's... you do that? Um... Considering, so there's a, this is an article from Joe Shockers where they talk about um, 3.8% of the population over five are functionally deaf. Um, wait, sorry, number. Sorry, 0.38 of the population are functionally deaf. 3.7% right. over five years' age of harder hearing. Um, so, yeah, it's not exactly like it's a. It seems like a weird thing that I would never have thought not being there until it was not right. there, you know. Yeah. So, um, that was weird. Hopefully they patch it in. Who knows? It, yeah, it's a strange strange thing to not include and then have weird nebulous statements around. It's... Yeah, like it would almost be better if they didn't say anything, but them saying, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but there's no standard. Yeah, anyway. Um, Sony are not going to be E3. Yeah, that's all. a big one. Um, yeah. Which was interesting because the original statement I saw was very much like, hey, we're not going to do like a, a keynote as part of the ESA or any of that kind of thing, so they're going to do... So I, my assumption was like, hey, they're going to do what EA did and just move it all away from the convention centre and do their own thing and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Game Informer article, which says very explicitly, we will not activate or hold a press conference around E3. So that's oh. basically like, they ain't going to be there at all. Um, wow. Which is interesting, right? So, for a number of reasons. One, E3 continues to be a thing that looks like it's on the decline uh, in favour of sure. yeah. um, company-based events or... Yes, them holding events. the road stuff that so they can control. Yeah. Exactly. Or other events, like I've seen, uh, like Nintendo's... I think it was Nintendo's um, presence at TGS was bigger than their E3 presentation or something like that. Like Sure, yeah, I believe that. So there's a rumour that, like, Sony are going to put that money into their Paris Games Week presentation because they've got a bigger market in Europe. Like, that's Uh, one of the things I'm looking at. Um, But yeah, like, having a... Like, not having Sony there is going to be weird. Like, not having... Oh, yeah, that's that that landmark moment. Especially in a cycle that I assume is going to have Last of Us 2 in it. And... But actually, you know what? I'm thinking of like, what are you going to show, right? Like, obviously, there would be some stuff you would never announce. But if you look at their landmark stuff, their their kind of temple stuff, like, are you going to show another Last of Us Two trailer? Like, you've probably shown as much yeah. of that game as you can. Days Gone will probably get delayed again. Like, what? What do you? Yeah, like what? Maybe they just genuinely don't have the kind of stuff they want to show and want to delay it till Games Week or TGS or something like that. Who knows? But they're they are not going to be there. Um and also since PSX didn't happen this year either, like that's gonna be it's, a f- it's kinda it's sad. It's like that's been like a big thing for like 
everybody that watches E3 for like a long time. Yeah, totally. Is like, this is, this is I, 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 we understand that like E3 is like slowly dying and becoming less relevant and oh, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But it's, it's, it's just, it's sad to see it go. I guess. But it's interesting also to see like because you, you look at like um, Nintendo last year, right, where they basically on the shop floor had the show floor had like, three games, right? It was like Pokemon. It was or was it the year before? Sorry, where they had like Pokemon, they had Zelda, and they had something else something else which yeah. i can't remember it's like we have these three games and only these three games and a video we're going to press play on at nine o'clock in the morning like that's yeah. it you know, okay sure um, and then obviously ea did their own thing off campus and then I, I imagine sony would maybe try something different but also they tried something different last year and remember what that was like so yeah that was fucking weird yeah. it was a very strange thing so who knows we'll see what happens um but they haven't made no further announcements about if they're going to do anything at any other particular events but who knows we'll see maybe they're doing a late psx or they're going to start something different or who knows i would be yeah it would be cool if they they like pulled a psx out of their arse and went we're gonna do this instead just yeah. as like a a little thing but who knows um you can see that so we will have to we'll have to stay up till 3 a.m i guess that's a good thing so that is an advantage is that that's our 3 a.m monday slot no yeah longer. that's the big that's the big the big stay up late is for yeah ps3 but they're not they are for sony sorry but they're exactly. um not doing that anymore so that's good for us we actually get to sleep a decent amount um if you want to hear something very panicked this is um stanley pierre louis interim ceo of the esa um when asked for comment said we are confident that the oh, sorry we are confident that through the continued creative innovations delivered by our participating member companies e3 2019 will deliver the same kind of excitement and energy this year, we're looking forward to expanding E3 beyond the walls of the LA Convention Center and connecting gamers no. with these with incredible video game content through the entire LA Live complex. Video game content? I know. Hell yeah. Incredible video I'm a game ga- I'm a gamer. That is fucking dumb bullshit that is PR statement. Pointless statement, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to connect to gamers on the, the Mixer hashtag video games. I don't know what yeah. the fuck we're going to say. Who knows? Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. See what see what comes up. Um, and now we need to talk about Artifact because Artifact launched. Yeah, you in you beta. wanted to have a conversation about Artifact. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew the beta began today. No. No, the beta began like three days ago or something like two days ago. Okay, it was over the weekend. I think anyway. it started on Friday. Yeah, it was over the weekend. Um, and then I was checking feeds this morning and there was some complaints happening over um mm. over some reaction to the beta so i dug around a mm-hmm. bit and there's a couple of um like most things it started as a couple of reddit threads with people basically providing constructive feedback to valve mm. about the the pricing mechanism most of the most of the complaints are about the monetization it seems like yes where um, I'm going to take a couple of quotes from from. So this is from uh, PCGamesN.com, who collaborate, uh, who pulled together some of the Reddit threads. Um, Redditor Ace Zero says, "Quote: Here are the ways to get cards. Pay two dollars for a card pack. Pay for cards on the market, or play expert. Every time you play expert, you have to spend a ticket, which is a dollar. Since a pack of mm-hmm. five tickets costs five dollars." So yep. to play constructed, no matter what, you will have to spend money to get cards. To play a draft, no matter what, you'll have to spend money for tickets. Yep. So my understanding going into Artifact was that they'd already talked about some of this and said, like, this is a not a free-to-play game. You have to pay to get in. You get yep. your base deck and a bunch of boosters. 
and you buy boosters and you buy tickets for the compet- the the high level competitive thing. Yeah, you buy you buy tickets for entry into like draft and yeah. high level stuff. Yeah. So I read that and went, "Oh, it's like magic where you buy cards." Like Yeah. It's like a physical card game like magic. Yeah, it's like, like paper yeah. magic. Yep. Paper magic. Um yep. so I looked at that and went, "Sure, okay, they're taking that model. That's fine. Sure." They're like yeah. Um and then a bunch of people are complaining they have to pay for cards and I was under the impression that everyone knew this going in. So I guess I thought that as well, but I guess not. I guess so a bunch of people. Yeah. A couple of things. Can you? We had a conversation about this earlier. Can you clarify yeah. the differences between a CCG and a TCG? Yes. So CCG is a collectible card game. As a a card game, they are typically online, but there are some um, real world examples that are sometimes called like living card games, like Netrunner. Netrunner is a living card game, right? Where it was like you buy. Specifically for video games, because it's more relevant to this conversation, where you can get cards from boosters, and you can also get cards by doing things in the game. Mm-hmm. So for like something like Magic Arena or something like that, you get cards for winning matches, yeah. or you get and you get boosters for winning matches, and you get gold for winning matches. But the gold can then be spent on boosters, and you can get cards through that. Yeah. Uh, the key difference is for CCGs, there is no secondary market. So there is no other way to get cards. The only way you can get cards is through either putting a lot of money into it and getting boosters, mm-hmm. or you can play it a whole bunch and get cards that way. And the boosters, um, the boosters are still like you buy a booster and it's still it's essentially a loot box, right? You get you buy a booster, yeah. you get a random bunch of cards. You get sure. you get you get some commons, two uncommons, and a rare or a mythic. That's yeah. the the thing that happens typically. Yep. Um it can be more, it can be less, it's just depends. Mm-hmm. Uh TCG is a trading card game, which is like nearly every paper-based card game in, on the planet, like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! and all that stuff for TCGs. And Artifact is also a TCG, where it's similar to CCGs, where you can get cards from boosters, and you and that's the same. Mm-hmm. You can't get cards from playing it. You can only get cards from boosters, but there is a secondary market. So if yeah. you... So a lot of the a lot of the problem that people have with CCGs is the is the the question of like how do I get the cards that I want? So yep. say I want to build this specific deck that needs this specific cards. Do I just have to sit and randomly open boosters until I get the cards I want? Is there some other method of getting the cards that I specifically want? For Ar- for Hearthstone, it's uh, dust, so you can dust cards and use that as a currency to make the cards specifically you want. For Magic Gathering Arena, you've got wild cards that you can randomly open and you get periodically for opening packs that are just like, this can turn into anything. Yeah. Um, for TCGs, they get over it by having the secondary market. In the case of Artifact, it's the marketplace on Steam where you go and you can buy specific cards for money. In mm-hmm. Magic Gathering, and real world paper Magic Gathering, that is a huge business that is incredibly lucrative and is a source of major contention in the entire community. But that's a different story. But that's the main difference between a TCG and a, C- a CCG is yeah. this existence of this secondary market right. is the kind of the difference mainly. So and the, abil- and the ability to like physically trade cards between players because that's another way of getting cards that you want is by saying, I want what you have, you want what I have, we'll trade. And you can do that. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so my... It was weird when I saw this reaction because I assumed that... Because I, yeah, like I said, I looked at that and went, oh, they're doing the magic thing. Okay, fine. But like, yeah, not... it's, it's very much the real life paper magic thing. Yeah. That is the, and it's not a thing that a dig- digital card games have done before that I know of. Not I that I think. can think of, no. Otherwise, uh, and it's interesting to see this in terms of where if you actually map if you, if you map this whole argument out, 
people are complaining that they can't get loot boxes. Like, proper, random, grindable loot boxes. So, yeah, the the, the problem appears to be, and I'm not 100%, I, I, I've not seen a lot of these tweets, so I can't speak for, like, these people. But a lot of the problem seems to be that people are going into it with the mindset of uh, a Hearthstone player or something like that, where it's like, okay, I'm here, how do I get cards? Wait, you're telling me that if I play the game, I don't get cards, what the fuck? And that's the main problem, is that how do I earn cards? I don't, you can't earn cards unless you put money in, much like Magic the Gathering, yeah, which is, is the it, problem. It definitely seems like people went into it expecting that it was Hearthstone when it very much wasn't. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, and, and it's weird as well where there's a... there's Yeah, it ties into a bunch of stuff that I, I've seen recently where like because it's a digital good, it doesn't feel as... Well, a couple of things. One, it was it was Hearthstone was bigger than I anticipated it being. Yeah, like, than I realized it was. Where... Well, this is one of the this is one of the key things about the way that people the the way that people are now thinking about it is because Hearthstone was free and a lot of these CCGs are free to start. Yeah, and the whole grinding to get cards versus buying packs thing is like a is supposed to be a like. Do you want to just sit and play this a lot, or do you want to overcome this hurdle and just buy packs as opposed yeah. to as opposed to real life card games, which are like the no, this is how you get cards, and this is just how the game's played. Yeah, like it's like that's the big difference, I think, where you look at like a Hearthstone or or any of these kind of things, where you're like that seems that seems worse than what Artifact are doing to me because at least with Artifact, like, they're very upfront. It was like, no, you can't get anything unless you buy boosters. And that's our model, and that's fine. With stuff like Hearthstone, or, like, anything of this type with loot boxes, like, call it Dota or whatever. Well, I mean, card, card packs are still loot boxes. Yeah, but, but the difference yeah. is that, like, the difference is that, like, you can... The, the systems that are there, you if you can grind to get loot boxes or boosters or yeah. whatever, yeah, the the... The way that those can be um, set and the the chances can be set and drop rates and all that kind of stuff can be set so that you eventually you can tune it to the point where you're like ah fuck it here's five dollars and you buy a bunch of packs because you get yeah. so frustrated about the thing you actually want. Whereas yeah. with magic or with, not with magic with the artifact, like it feels like they don't need to worry about that because they don't have to deal with like balancing a grind currency and a real money currency. They're just like no, there's one currency. It's pounds. Like you buy sure. the thing that you want, so the, it feels more yeah. upfront with what they're doing rather than like yeah. the loot box turn of of a Hearthstone or a Dota or whatever. Yeah. Um. So the problem the problem you have is the same problem that exists with Magic, where the things like Hearthstone and things like Magic Arena and stuff like that have their their grind currency and their premium currency, and that's how they that's how they deal with their environment. But in Magic and now Artifact, when money, when literal money is your only currency, it becomes a sort of massive barrier to entry to the game where... So I see this all the time in Magic the Gathering where people start playing Magic the Gathering and they're like, okay, I like this game and I want to like have a deck and I want to play in like Friday Night Magic, let's say, mm. which is like they're big like on a Friday night, go to your local store and play games of Magic. It's like a little mini tournament. It's supposed to be super casual, but because magic's horrific, a lot of people are like, a lot of people take it super seriously and take super meta decks and just try and win and all that. Sure, ball. sure. So people who start Magic the Gathering and are like, I want to go to FNM 
So I need to build a deck. How do I go build a Liga deck? Uh, so they either like find a card that they like, and or the thing that normally happens is that people go, "How do I?" Or they graduate and go, "How do I want to be? How do I start?" I'm I'm learning this game now. How do I become competitive? Well, you become competitive by looking at deck lists and seeing what the meta game is, because that's how competitiveness works, right? Yep. There is a there's a thing to aim for, and you should be like that, or you should try and beat that, and that will progress things which changes every few look, months as the meta which, evolves which, so yeah cards, which changes and, and adapts depending on yeah new cards coming out how the meta itself changes all these other factors sure so this person random joe who wants to try and get competitive with magic or artifact sees this and is like okay how do i get one of those meta decks and looks at it and realizes that in magic it's like 150 quid or 200 quid to get like a meta deck sure and it's that is a massive barrier to people getting good at your game oh, totally, where yeah. it is which is, and this is the this is where the Hearthstone Magic Arena thing, why people like that more, is because that yeah, you can grind to get all this stuff, and not have this massive barrier, and also, but there, but there is a sub, you can supplement it a little bit by giving a little bit of money, not too much money, to then help yourself along in this process. Whereas in Magic: The Gathering, there is a massive wall eventually where it is like you have to put a lot of money into this game if you want to keep going. Sure. And that's the problem. That's the problem in magic, and that's going to be the problem in artifact. And I can see it already because there are like, especially with a secondary market, because there is already cards that I can see in artifact that are going to be the the cards that you need for your deck. That are like the super good cards that you need. Yeah. So it's going to be pay a lot of money to open a lot of boosters and hope you get lucky, or go to the secondary market where everything gets blown out dependent on meta. And like, the example I can give you is like fucking. A set ago in Magic the Gathering, uh, there was a, a card that got released called Teferi. Teferi Hero of Dominaria is the name of the card. Yep. If you play if you play Magic the Gathering, you know what I'm about to say. But <laughs> Teferi Hero of Dominaria comes out and is one of the most powerful cards that has been seen in Standard in a very long time. Yeah. And is in the most dominant deck in Standard, is seeing play in other formats, is seeing play fucking everywhere. So... That card at the secondary market, everybody wants it, so fucking skyrockets to like $90 for one card. Right. And that's going to be the problem in Artifact, because it's the problem in Magic, and they have exactly the same prob- the, the same monetization thing, where things like cards like in Artifact, cards like Cheating Death, or all the cards that I could see people that are like, this card's busted, we need more of these, are going to skyrocket, and you're going to have this wall to people that actually want to play your game, which I think is pretty bad but true that's a bigger problem yeah I, i'm trying to like i'm everything i'm saying is kind of over the past couple of hours i've only had a little bit to think about it but i'm trying to think if because like my my only experience like the closest experience i have to something like this is like overwatch skins right where Ooh. they mm-hmm. do a especially like the limited ones like the olympic ones or the christmas ones or whatever where you're like i want that mccree skin that mccree skin looks dope my sure. only option is to is to pull the handle, right? And just keep getting boxes. I mean, it's not. It isn't. Because you've got gold that you can spend on skins. Sure, but like, you, you need to put so much time in to get the gold. Yeah. Chance. But that's, that's, if, if you're yeah. not, if, if, if Overwatch is not your only game, you're never going to earn enough boxes. Yes. There's a slow inevitability in yeah. that game. Yes. Plus also with that, because the only, because you're, because the only thing you're buying is a, a unmarked box that you don't actually know unless you're in china apparently what the drop rate of that thing is so you have no idea you can't even guess and say like 
probability I could probably get this if I spend X amount on boxes. I'm trying to come to t- I'm trying to decide whether it's better or not if I can go, I want this artifact card because I think it would work in my deck or it's the mayor, yeah. the meta, or whatever. I can look at the market and go, it's 45 quid. Like yes. it's just there and it's a single price and I'm guaranteed to get it. Yep. And there's no illusions of like, hey, maybe just keep pulling that lever and maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. And we're totally yeah. not fudging numbers. Like it's there, you can buy it. Or buy boosters and you might get it, but it's also there if you want it. Yeah. It's not great for, I mean, obviously, yes, it will affect the play, the, 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 where it is the literal interpretation of pay to win if the only yep. people that can get the meta decks that are it's, powerful. So it's not, it's, it's not, it's not pay to win. It isn't. No, it's, like, um, pay it's to, pay to be competitive. Yeah, that sorry, that's, the, yes. Yeah. Pay to be competitive. It's pay to, it's pay to be on the level that is considered competitive. Yeah. You can still lose because you're terrible at the game. Like, it's oh. not, I bought this card and I win. It's, I bought this card and now I can compete in the big leagues. Like, so the, in, so the, sort of idea. So the interesting thing is taking the, the paper magic model into the digital realm where, yeah. Because you've you've talked about this before, where there are occasionally when they'll release new, what are they just sets, is like seasons sets. sets. Yeah, they'll occasionally yeah. release new sets, and at some point they'll go, ah, we fucked this up. You can't use this card in official tournaments. Yeah, like love they, they ban cards. Yeah, yeah, they ban cards. Yeah. So, what's it going to be like in artifact from your experience with the paper magic realm? What's it going to be like in something like artifact where they can? Eff- essentially nerf cards that you already own so like you they so yeah. they, they launch the game a card comes out that on reflection they're like ah shit this is broken rather than yeah. but it's already got out there because digital it moves very quickly people have put them up for trade on the market people have made a bunch of money people have bought them at that point so, you then realize the card's broken do you mm-hmm. remove the card completely do you nerf the card like do you so this is where so this is where the ccg model has a benefit so where in cards in cards like hearthstone and things like that when cards were considered overpowered which there have been in hearthstone's history yep uh, and they have nerfed them to adapt them to make sure they're not too powerful they have done a grace period where they have said if you own these cards and for a week after we nerf it you can turn these cards into dust for full value so far oh interesting there, there is there's normally like a tax on dusting stuff so you don't get as much as you would need to make Obviously. a card of equivalent rarity but they've said we nerfed this card so you can have it for full value so it's basically like saying if it's a rare have any rare you want in the game to replace it interesting what what magic has to do and this has happened a lot and is also another reason why magic is shit where they they come out and realize that a card is way too powerful something like i'm trying to think of an example of one like smuggler's copter from kaladesh was they realized that card was way, way too good and was in way too many decks. So they had to say, we're banning it from standard. What yep. wizards have to do, what the people that own Magic the Gathering basically do, is ignore secondary market. That's what they have to do, and that is their official line because of they, saying... Because they can't control it, right? Because they have no control over it. So they can't they can't ban a card and then listen to everybody saying, but I just spent $90 on a playset. Like it's, yeah. They can't listen to those people because they can't control it, and if they did, they would never ban a card ever because exactly. that's... Because people's people's money would be at risk. Exactly. And like, that's that's happened to me. Where like I bought uh, like two smugglers copters or something like that when they were pretty high price, and then they were banned in two weeks. And I was like, well, that's like thirty quid. I'm never going to see again. Like it's just 
That just happens with magic. So that's kind that, of what Valve are probably going to do with Artifact as well, where it's like, except yeah, that, we banned this card, you can't use it anymore. That's it. Except like, that they also control the secondary market in this game. Not really, though. They, they, they're, it's on their platform, but they don't really control it. They can't they, change prices of things. But they do, t- they do take a cut, though, and that's the difference, right? Is that they can't then come out and True. say, yeah. they can't then come out and say, like, oh, the 45 quid you spent on this card that we just nerfed, nothing to do with us, except that you entirely made money out of this, this transaction. Yeah. And th- that it would be, v- it would be very. Well, I mean, like, like, you, wizards technically don't have any connection with the secondary market, but they also get value out of it because people buy boxes to open cards to sell on the secondary market. But, yeah, like but you're not, but, but there's, there's no way for it's them. It's not direct, but yeah, it's, yeah. There's, no, there's no way for them to manipulate that market. Well, there is, but not in a way that directly gets them money, right? Where yeah, if, yeah. like, you could see an art, like, I'm, I'm basically imagining Reddit posts in six months' time, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they put a card out that's so powerful that it's broken, it floods the market. Already, already exists. Already exists. Sure, but like they flood, yeah. the, but they flood the market where these cards are going for fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. Bunch of yep. people buy them. Bunch of people start putting them in debt, and they go, "Ah, we fucked up, nerfing that card." Here's some. Here's a free booster if you bought that card, right? There is a conspiracy theory that they did that deliberately to con people out of a bunch of money, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't. That doesn't seem like a thing that would happen, but it's an argument that people could make, right? Totally. And that's the problem with them controlling both the market and the the game itself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what their reaction is to their first nerf, their first ban, their first. because, I mean, like, what's the reaction sometimes? Like, I, I I may have made this up, but I know Riot have got some shit about this before where, like, new characters will go up on rotation for purchase and then after they've been purchased, they will then be nerfed when they discover that yeah, they're so broken. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, a, it's an accepted principle at this point, but it's still terrible that, like, new champions, when they get released, are, like, a little bit too powerful in their first two weeks. Yeah. Like, while they're at their height of... Um, there's new character we should buy and, yep. yeah popularity and money wise mm-hmm. they're at their most expensive and it is accepted principle that new characters are probably going to be a little bit overpowered in those two weeks and yep. it's to entice people to buy it obviously obviously and then they'll nerf them so yep. it's kind of like people don't really get mad about it anymore because they know it's going to happen right okay. so but that doesn't make it good but it is still a thing that people totally do. and especially because the, the kind of venn diagram of like people who are people who are digital card game players who have come from Hearthstone who are dealing with the new monetization system and general yeah. Valve people who have come from Dota into yeah. this, who are used to the Dota system. Both of these people are coming into new territory and both of which will have to do that whole rodeo again of being like, oh, this is new. How does this work? All of this kind of yeah. stuff. And there are, there are new ways for them to be angry at stuff that they don't really have control over. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. But in general, this complaint is like... Go read about magic was my immediate reaction to this. Like this is yeah, how this works. The the people the people that are complaining seems to have misunderstood what that game was from the beginning. Yeah, which that was is fair enough. Like I can understand seeing it and being like, oh, a new online TCG, and then getting it and then being like, wait, what the fuck? Why am I not earning cards? Like if, I can understand that. Yeah, if your if, is... if your entire world before this has been Hearthstone, then sure. Yeah, but sure. like it, when I read that and went, oh, okay, they're doing the magic thing, and then you got it, and it was the magic thing. You're like, yeah, okay, like I'm not surprised in any way that this happens but who knows it'll be interesting to see what they what what that is but the problem with that is that that has eclipsed everyone i've seen talking about the actual game like i have zero idea mm-hmm. if the game itself is actually any good 
because nobody's talked about it that I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I need to see some people actually play it and see what the fuck it is. And when when it gets released on Friday and I play a bit more of it, we will do a video and I will show you what that game is. Is that, the, is. Like, is that the actual first proper release? Uh, yes. So it's out so, on so the, so the beta's Friday. Week. Yes. Fuck. Okay, sure. Yeah. We'll see which, is is. Gonna be really, which is going to be really interesting because people are already complaining about some cards being overpowered and I'm wondering if they fix it before then. Is the um, do, you, do you know if the... the oh no, it's out, it's out a week, on, week tomorrow. Week, week on tomorrow. Tuesday. Um, yeah. Is the Real Money Store open yet? Uh, don't know. No okay. idea. Fair enough. Be interesting to see. I, I imagine they wouldn't since it's a beta, but who at this point knows? I, yeah, I can imagine not, but I, we'll see. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, for sure. Sure. Um, I think that's everything. Oh yeah, I wrote this note down as well that there was a new Star Citizen, Star Citizen update that ruled out that what? that claims to fix the performance issues and I I have still not been able to play that game because I've never been able to it run at anything more than 10 frames a second on my like 970 decent machine so maybe yeah. I'll finally get to see what the fuck that game is that I bought four five yeah, years never, ago you're never you're never going to see that video game nope you're never going to see that video game it's never game. coming out it's never coming no. out no we'll see um, do you have anything else or is that uh, not that everything yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, what have we got coming up? Oh wow, my Steam VR just booted up because it thought I'd plugged an Oculus in. That was interesting. <laughs> my Oculus is in a box in the other room. What the fuck just happened? That's interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. What we got? Um, so yeah, we recorded that Quiet Man stuff. I'm probably mm. gonna I'm gonna get it cut together, and I'm probably gonna do it over the Christmas period so we can take some time off from from doing things and we can at least have stuff going up in the site. Mm. Um, is there anything else actually coming out? I think that's kind, it's of, kind of it. Yeah, it's kind of slowing down. Like yeah. I think the next thing is like uh, just cause when just that cause, comes out. But... Yeah, and, and then Gris in the start of December. It's, slow, it's slowly clo- slowing down, which means we need to start compiling lists of things. Yep, I've been adding stuff to our list. Yeah, um, I need to. I need to sit down maybe tomorrow and look at stuff and start figure it stuff. out. Yeah. Um, I might stream on Thursday. Um, I'll see how it goes, but I I will stream something. I want to try and get into a schedule of doing that Thursday night stream. Yeah. Seem like a good idea. Um, we should play yeah, Destiny at some point. We should also we should. play Destiny. Um, yeah. do that tomorrow. And play yeah, Destiny. okay, that seems like a plan. Uh, but yeah, until then, gamingstar.com is the website where you can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts will be up there. We are on YouTube.com/slash/gamingstar. If you subscribe there, you'll get notified when we put new videos up. Uh, we are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And yes, that's us. We will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever it is you're playing. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.